Recorded Books presents The Inferno of Dante Translated by Robert Pinsky Narrated by George Guidel This English translation is copyrighted 1994 by Robert Pinsky. This recording is copyrighted 1995 by Recorded Books. The following is taken from the foreword by John Fricero. Copyrighted 1994. Dante wrote precisely in the humble speech of Scripture, a language he hoped everyone would understand. He was among the first in the Middle Ages to do so, writing this most serious of poems not in Latin, as one might have expected, but in the everyday speech of the city. Ultimately, this is the justification for another contemporary translation— apart from its power and extraordinary accuracy. The poem is written in a language that we speak now, no matter which language we speak. Robert Pinsky renews for us a Dante for our time, and does so with admirable clarity and grace. And now, The Inferno of Dante. Canto One. Midway on our life's journey, I found myself in dark woods, the right road lost. To tell about those woods is hard, so tangled and rough and savage that thinking of it now, I feel the old fear stirring. Death is hardly more bitter. And yet, to treat the good I found there as well, I'll tell what I saw though how I came to enter I cannot well say, being so full of sleep, whatever moment it was I began to blunder off the true path. But when I came to stop below a hill that marked one end of the valley that had pierced my heart with terror, I looked up toward the crest and saw its shoulders already mantled in rays of that bright planet that shows the road to everyone, whatever our journey." Then I could feel the terror begin to ease that churned in my heart's lake all through the night. As one still panting, ashore from dangerous seas, looks back at the deep he has escaped, my thought returned, still fleeing, to regard that grim defile that never left any alive who stayed in it. After I had rested my weary body a while, I started again across the wilderness, my left foot always lower on the hill, and suddenly a leopard near the place the way grew steep, live, spotted, quick afoot. Blocking the path, she stayed before my face, and more than once she made me turn about to go back down. It was early morning still, the fair sun rising, with the stars attending it as when divine love set those beautiful lights into motion at creation's dawn. And the time of day and season combined to fill my heart with hope of that beast with festive skin, but not so much that the next sight wasn't fearful. A lion came at me, his head high as he ran, roaring with hunger so the air appeared to tremble. Then a grim she-wolf, 
whose leanness seemed to compress all the world's cravings that had made miserable such multitudes. She put such heaviness into my spirit, I lost hope of the crest. Like someone eager to win, who, tested by loss, surrenders to gloom and weeps, so did that beast make me feel as harrying toward me at a lope, she forced me back toward where the sun is lost. While I was ruining myself back down to the deep, someone appeared, one who seemed nearly to fade as though from long silence. I cried to his human shape in that great wasteland, Living man or shade, have pity and help me, whichever you may be. No living man, though once I was, he replied. My parents both were Mantuans from Lombard.